My loves, let me ask you something. Are you ready to dive deep? Or do you feel like you need some time away from the people, place, and things that make up your current life? It could be both. You're like, I need to get the fuck away from everything and everyone. And I'm also ready to take my spiritual path to the next degree, honey. Okay? Regardless of what it is, I got you. There's two legendary, amazing, delicious opportunities for us to practice together in person this year. The first one is at the iconic Omega Institute in New York, upstate New York. And the second one is in Mykonos, Greece, honey. And both of these retreats are going to be a combination of the spiritual dance practice, also known as the SAT method, also known as the spiritual workout, and Dharma talks. So let me break this down for you. The SAM method, for those of you who are like, what the fuck is that? It's a practice. Uh, it's an experience. It's a, it's, a, it's a performance art healing experience that I created um, that combines ecstatic dance, meditation, breath work, and mantra. And these four practices are here to activate, amplify, and energize the four qualities in your heart, according to Buddhist psychology, which are love, compassion, joy, and wisdom. So during the retreat... And, and upstate New York is five days, excuse me, six days, five nights. And Greece is eight days, seven nights. I'm going to tell you more about this in a second. But during the retreat, we're going to dance. We're going to dance twice a day. Okay. And dance as much as you want. Move as much as you want. But the whole purpose of the, of the movement is for you to actualize what you learn during the theory part. Where we're going to sit around and I'm going to explain to you through, through the, the, my interpretation and my understanding, my studies of Buddhist psychology, I'm going to give you all that I know during that dedicated, you know, retreat time away from the people, place and things that make up your current experience. You're going to be devoted towards your heart, towards your liberation. Therefore, you're going to be able to then actualize that which you learn during theory in the dance floor. And then you're going to be, be able to bring that all back into your life once you leave the retreat. Going to retreat has been one of the best things that I've ever done for myself. It has changed my life. And you've heard, if, you, if you're a listener, uh, an avid listener to the podcast, you've heard me talk about going on retreats over and over again. If you've read my books, you know that going on spiritual retreats is how we take our practice to the next level. Oftentimes we do need to take time away from people, place, and things that make up our current life in order for us to truly discover who are we really and what is it that I want to do in my life. And maybe you're like, I already know who I am and I'm already happy with what I'm doing in my life, but you want to actually bring more joy, more bliss. You actually want to be happier, more playful, more lighthearted in more lightheartedness into your life. This retreat, these retreats are for you. You can either come to one or you can come to both. It doesn't matter. The point of the Psalm method, the spiritual workout, the spiritual dance practice is for us to say fuck off to people that says that when you are a disciplined spiritual practitioner, you become more serious. That is a lie. Okay. The truth is the deeper you become, the, the, the deeper you, you, you enter into the spiritual path and the more you're disciplined about your spiritual liberation, the more playful and lighthearted and more smiles and more humor and more laughter your life becomes filled 
with. Okay, so click the links in the show notes and I hope to see you at, in upstate New York at the iconic, legendary Omega Institute. Uh, let me tell you the dates. Uh, upstate New York is June 19th through the 24th. Okay, and Greece is um, October 8th through October 15th, okay? And if you have any questions or concerns about the retreats, when you click the link in the show notes, um, or so you can visit my Instagram bio or my TikTok bio to get all the details for the for the retreats. If you have questions, just go onto the retreats website and, and click over there to find out how you can talk to the retreat producers. They're both amazing powerhouse companies that are producing my retreats. They will be able to help you with anything you need, okay? I love you all so much, and I cannot wait to practice with you and get free with you. Love you. Peace. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Spiritually Sassy Show. The following podcast was recorded live on Quilt. So here's the deal. When I say that there's no such thing as toxic positivity, what I mean is that these two words are not a vibrational match. These two words can exist in the same sentence. Toxicity is, is, an, is a, a, a derogatory word. It's a word that means negative. It's a word that means that is subtracted, it's taken away, that's a, that is like deteriorating, that is a cancer. Toxicity equals cancer. Positivity can't be cancerous, period. In the world of social media, in the world of bubblegum spirituality, in the world of, of personal development, in the world of the very selfish personal development that we are in today, where we are trained to put on our masks first and take care of, our, of, of all of our needs, of all of our, all, of, all of our desires, all of our wishes before we think about the well-being of others, it goes against everything that the mystics, the sages, the saints have talked about for thousands of years. This is a created philosophy that won't last. This selfish philosophy um, that, that, that says toxic positivity um, is an actual word won't last. This is a collapsing system. This is a collapsing philosophy. So here's what I want to say to you guys. When I speak about toxic positivity doesn't exist, what I mean by it is, is quite simple is when you are experiencing deep traumatic pain and you are able to go through all the stages of the grief, go through all the stages, the stages of the pain, the, 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 the anger, the rage, the despair, and, and still be able to smile on the other side, being able to smile after the pain is not an attribute of someone who's toxically positive. It's an attribute of someone who's brave. It's an attribute of someone who has done some deep fucking work. You know, people say, Sai, you've learned how to see in the dark. That's right. I didn't learn how to see in the dark because I was born with the superpower. No, honey. All my superpowers have come from, from learning to work with my pain, to work with my trauma, to work in the shadow. I've learned how to see in the darkest of my shadows because I had to sit in it because of suicidal ideation, because of desperation, because of despair. Learning how to see in the dark wasn't something that I was born with, it was something that I learned. And some may say that I earned. It was an earned superpower. So being able to see in the dark, being able to see the silver lining, being able to, to look in the positive, being able to be enthusiastic and courageous and smiling. It's not a, it's not a, a form of neglect. It's not a form of, 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 of pushing it down. It's not a form of avoidance. 
the word that you're using when you're thinking about toxic positivity, you're looking for neglect. You're looking for spiritual bypassing. You're looking for avoidance. You're not looking for toxic positivity. These two words are not a vibrational match. They do not work. Toxic positivity do not work in the same sentence. Toxicity means cancer. It means that something is eating away at you and it will take you down. Positivity is not that you're just neglecting your pain, neglecting your suffering, neglecting your despair and smiling. No, it means that you're willing to go to the depth of your suffering, the depth of your pain, be with it for as long as it takes in order for it to change because every eruption is an eruption that will lead to healing. Every time you cut yourself, what happens with your skin? The body immediately activates the healing mechanism and the healing mechanism kicks in all that it needs, the entire, the entire inner healing technology in order for the body to go into a healing mode. Same thing with every eruption. Every time you experience, every, every single time a trauma happens or a moment of despair happens or a moment of rage happens or a moment of confusion happens, all of it's erupting. And the eruption is always leading towards healing. Every single eruption and moment of despair and every single harm that was done to us um, and every single trauma that was caused to us, all the harm, every single thing was someone trying to feel better about themselves. Every single thing that was done is for us to feel better. People are trying to, people are unintentionally harming each other. And it's their way, it's their, it's their way of, of, of seeking God, of seeking divinity, of seeking relaxation, of, of seeking pleasure. It's all misguided view to belong to the cosmic mother. It's all a, a misguided view to belong to the warmth of the, of, the, of the holy mother. It's all a misguided view to experience enlightenment, to experience freedom. So when we're talking about, and I went in a little, a little rant on another side. But coming back to toxic positivity is, is the most important thing uh, that, that, that I, I want to address today. Because what I'm hearing so often, people saying like, oh, my mom committed suicide and my trainer told me to keep working out and keep breathing and keep eating right and I'm going to get through this. And I told my trainer that that's toxic positivity. That's not. That's not. That's not. What the, your trainer is saying is actually, hey, my love, these things right here are actually what's going to help you to rise. And these things right here are actually going to be the foundation of the support system to, to hold the grief, to hold the grief as an experience that you are experiencing, not as the, not as the grief being who you are. I am grieving instead of I am experiencing grief. Your trainer who told you after your mom committed suicide, my love, let's keep working out. Let's keep breathing. Let's keep eating healthy. Let's keep praying. Let's keep meditating. Your trainer is not being toxically positive. Your trainer is actually helping you to hold the grief, to care for the grief, to nurture the grief in a way that will transform and change and evolve and, and transmute. Now, when someone tells you, be positive when you're struggling, they're not saying disregard what you're going through. They're not saying disregard your entire experience. They're not saying that. You may hear it like that. You may hear it like that. What they're saying is there's a blessing in this curse. There's a blessing in this pain. I trust that you're, that I trust in your strength. When someone tells you uh, to be positive when you're going through a really fucking hard time, they're not saying, they're not neglecting your heart. They're not neglecting that things are fucked up for you, that things are harmed for you, are difficult. 
They're not saying that. What they're saying to you is, I know that you're stronger than your pain. I know and I trust that you're stronger than your pain. That's what they're saying to you. You know, like it's the, it's, it's the, the misguided view of us. It's wonderful that we're giving language to everything that we have going, that we're having, that's going on right now, but there's no such thing as toxic positivity. These two words are, are they're, they're just, they, there's not, they're not a vibrational match. They don't align for us to think that positivity can be toxic is a complete fucking crazy thing. Positivity is not toxic. Disregarding and neglecting and avoiding, that's toxic. But when someone tells you to be positive, to look at this, to look at the look on the on the bright side, focus on what's working. When someone tells you to focus on what's working when you're going through a really hard time, they're not disregarding your pain. They're helping you to see that you have a Buddha nature, that you have the cosmic mother as support for you every single time. That love is prevalent, that God is in everything, that love is in everything, even in moments of despair, even in moments of confusion. Everything is happening for a reason. Toxic positivity is, a, is, is an Instagram trend, but don't buy into it. Please, please don't buy into it. It's a lie. It's people who are wanting, listen to this. This is the worst part of it all. And I'm going to be blunt about it because I've had the great honor of studying with genuine masters. I've had the great honor of studying genuine spiritual path. I'm not better than you. I just know some shit. I'm not liberated. I'm not enlightened. Far from it. I make mistakes every fucking day. But I'm not going to give you the permission to stay in your shit. I'm not. I'm not. Enough. Enough of that. I'm not going to give you the permission to dwell in your toxicity, to dwell in the pain, to dwell in the harm, to dwell in the lack of forgiveness. I'm not going to give you permission for that. And the people who are going around saying toxic positivity, they are wanting permission to stay in their shit. They want a permission to stay in their misery. They want a permission to stay in the suffering. They are seeking external validation for them to stay in their suffering. My love, I'm not going to give you that. It's against my philosophy. That's completely against my philosophy. Okay? My philosophy is I will give you as much time as you need to stay in the pain, to stay in the suffering while reminding you that you are bigger than your pain while reminding you that you're stronger than your pain while reminding you that your pain does not define who you are but what defines who you are is what how you relate to it does that make sense a dark cloud cannot hurt the sky a dark cloud doesn't even define the sky when someone tells you look on the bright side when things are fucked up when your life is falling apart they're not telling you to neglect that things are bad. They're telling you the sun is always shining behind a dark cloud. That's what they're saying to you. Are we, are we communicating? Are we communicating? Because it's important for you to not go around buying into the Instagram philosophy of life, the Instagram personal development, the Instagram spirituality. A lot of what you see out there has no foundation in indigenous culture, has no foundation in the cultures that have created the most civilized people. And the coaches have created the most enlightened people. Are the people that are saying toxic positivity, do they have a philosophy of life that has factually produced enlightened beings? Ask them that question. 
is the philosophy of those who go around preaching toxic positivity. Are their philosophies factually proven to produce enlightened creatures? I have never heard of toxic positivity in any of the sacred texts that I study. The words never come around. Never come around for a reason. Toxic positivity is a lie. Looking on the bright side is what we should be working towards. Developing our resilience is what we should be working towards. Developing your heart is what we should be working towards. I'm not saying to you for you to go go ahead and say, this trauma happened for me. No, that is toxic. That language is toxic. That trauma didn't happen to, that trauma happened to you first. It's not, I'm sorry, taking it back. Let me just trace it back for you. You're not, you can't go around saying this trauma happened for me. Oh my God, thank you for this trauma happened for me. Oh my God, this trauma happened for me. I'm a better person because of it. Thank you so much for the trauma. No, fuck that shit. That's not the first step. That's not the first step, okay? The first step into healing trauma, the first step into awakening from the shadows, awakening from the shackles of your pain, of your despair, of your confusion starts with this trauma was done to me. I did not deserve this. That was fucked up what you did. I'm angry. I'm mad. I'm in despair. I'm confused. I'm lost. I don't know who I am anymore. That trauma traumatized me so much that I lost myself. That's right. Go through those stages. Wonderful. And then there will come a point across every mystical tradition that you're no longer going to say that trauma was done to me. You will come to a point of saying that trauma was done for me because look the fuck what I've created with my life. Look the fuck what I've made with myself. Look how amazing I am. That trauma burned the forest of my life. That trauma burned every single aspect that I knew about myself. That trauma deleted who I used to be. I don't know who I am now, but how wonderful is that? That you no longer know who you are, that you're seeking to become the most developed, iconic, legendary version of yourself. So toxic positivity when someone's going through trauma doesn't exist. Because if you can walk up to someone who's experiencing trauma and look them into the eyes and say, look on the bright side. Something good will come out of this. You will get through this. Pain is inevitable, but suffering is a choice. These are the words from the historical Buddha. These are the words from the historical Buddha. Anything you know about meditation and mindfulness, these are Buddhist concepts. So you're going around saying, I teach mindfulness, I teach meditation, and simultaneously you're speaking about toxic positivity. Go, 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 go. You got to rewind, honey. You got to look at your philosophy a little bit better because that's not what the saints have said. That's not what the sages have said. Have said. That's not what the prophets have said. That's not what the Virgin Mary said. That's not what Guadalupe said. That's not what the Black Madonna said. That's not what Krishna said. That's not what Jesus said. That's not what any of the saints and sages said. No, you're wrong. Stop preaching a theology that harms people. Stop it. That's why I'm live right now to talk to you guys about this because I saw so many people hurting when I spoke about toxic positivity doesn't exist because getting up after you've been hurt, you guys are going to make me cry. I'm going to start crying. Getting up after you've been hurt, after you've been on the floor, after you, you've been crawling yourself in the hell realm, after you've been digging yourself out of the hole, picking yourself back up. 
is brave. It's courageous. It's nearly impossible. But guess what? You made it possible because at the base of your being, you recognize that you are God expressing itself. Okay? So it's important that we really align our philosophies to awaken each other, not to put each other down, not to put each other down. Never put somebody down because they're being positive. You think I've been this, this happy and cheery and joyful my whole life? Girl, this is learned. This is earned, okay? This is years in the making, all right? So don't you come up in here and trying to tell me that's toxic positivity because you don't know shit. I'm sorry to be blunt and, and sassy right now. But I applaud every single one of you that recognize that every trauma is, an, is, a, is happening. Every eruption is happening for greater healing. Every eruption is, healing, is happening for a greater connection with the Cosmic Mother. Every single eruption is happening as a way for us to get closer to God. All right? So when someone comes for you because you're smiling and you are cheering up and you're joyful and you're enthusiastic about life, honey, wish them a silent blessing in your mind. Say, I wish you to recognize that you're stronger than your pain. I wish you to recognize that there are good things happening in your life, despite if every single air of your life right now may seem like they're crumbling, may seem like they're falling apart. We need to, we need to do better. We need to do better. We need to celebrate when someone gets out of the hole. We need to do better when someone could smile, even when they're crying. I've said this before in one of my viral videos, smiling and crying at the same time is a sign of the brave, is a sign of liberation. It's a sign that you are in true connection with the cosmic mother. Okay? You recognize that the pain is inevitable. How you relate to it is a choice that you have to make. No one is telling you how to grieve. We're just reminding you that the grief is a natural part of life. We're reminding you that pain is part of life. The Buddha, the historical Buddha was very clear. That's why a lot of people don't like Buddhism. That's why a lot of people say, no, 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 don't, don't give me that. I don't want to talk about Buddhism. It's too nihilistic. It's too much. It's too, it's too much. It's too morbid. Okay. Why? Because he said the first noble truth, he said, he, he put forth four noble truths as soon as he became enlightened. As soon as he pierced the veil of, a delu of delusion and illusion, and as soon as he, he walked through the valley of shadows, he said, suffering is part of the gig. Pain is part of the gig. Grief is part of the gig. We are going to get hurt. We're going to always listen to these words, my sweet love, my darling. I wish I could be holding you right here and telling you lightly and gently, not screaming at the phone. Grief is always going to happen. We're always going to be in a grief process. Always, 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 always. Now, those who are able to grieve well are the ones who live 
well. But grieving well does not mean you go into a cave and hide. Does not mean that you allow a dark cloud to become a dark life. No. Hell no. Are we communicating? Are we communicating? That's, that's the work, my sweet love. That's the work. That's what we're here to do. Grief is part of life. I don't know what else to tell you besides it's, people ask me, Sal, does it get better? And, and I say to them, it's not necessarily that it gets better, but we just learn how to grieve a little bit quicker. We just learn how to grieve a little bit, a little bit smoother, a little bit lighter. If you want to live well you and love well and laugh well and be joyful and ecstatic and blissful and live a life that your life becomes a permission for others. If you want to live a life that people in your funeral will look up to you and say, that motherfucker was an inspiring motherfucker. Oh my God. They didn't just say, they didn't say anything. Just being in their presence was a blessing. Being in their presence, my prayers were being answered. Being in their presence, my dreams were coming to fruition. Why are they saying that? Because those are the people, the most, the most brilliant people, the ones who you're drawn to their light. You're not drawn to their light because they look good externally. No, you're drawn to their light because they have figured out how to grieve well. Because grief is part of human life. It's just part of it. So if you understand, here's the thing to round up the thought because I have to go soon. If you understand that grief is part of life, that to be human is to be always in a grief process, always in a grieving process, always. So toxic positivity does not exist because now you're going to say that, that that grief is toxic. Now that these, these challenging emotions are toxic. Take that out of your vocabulary. Stop calling people toxic. Stop calling experience toxic. Stop calling everyone as cancer. You're a cancer. You're a cancer. You're a cancer. This is cancer. Stop cursing people. Stop cursing yourself. Stop cursing your, your history. Stop cursing your story. Have you had someone of having cancer in your life? Have you experienced someone dying of cancer in your arms? Have you worked with the dying? If you haven't, stop fucking calling people cancer. Stop fucking calling people toxic. Stop it. We're destroying each other. We're destroying the world. You're not healing. You're not healing. You're entertaining your mind. That entertainment will lead you to misery, will lead you to suffering. There are no negative emotions. They're challenging emotions. They're pleasant emotions. They're uncomfortable emotions. So when you, when you call things toxic, when you call people toxic, when you call positivity toxic, you've missed the point of human life. If love is the fabric of life, then you saying that someone who's being loving after they've experienced pain, if someone's reflecting back to you the love that lives in you while you're experiencing pain, if you're calling them toxic positivity, you're cursing yourself to grow a cancer 
Are we communicating? Are you communicating? We have to change. We have to change. What you see on Instagram, question. Question what you see on Instagram. Question what you hear on Instagram. Question what you see on TikTok. It is wonderful that people are, 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 are waking up and giving language and giving language to their suffering, giving language to their pain and giving language to their, to their, to their uh, grief and to their suffering. But trauma is becoming a trendy word. You know, a lot of people are, 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 are now glamorizing being traumatized. Stop glamorizing trauma. Trauma is a fucking difficult, challenging experience. A lot of us don't survive trauma. If you have yielded your trauma, if you have gotten on the other side, smile, bitch. Smile and help others smile too. And if someone comes for you because you're smiling after your trauma, tell them, tell them the most spiritual thing you can do in that moment is tell them to fuck off. It's telling them to look inside their hearts because they're lost. We pray that the cosmic mother appears for them. We pray that the Buddha shows up for them in their dreams. We pray that all that's good and benevolent in the world pierces their veil of illusion. So, I got to go. I have a meeting in three minutes. But we have to radically change, okay? Today's a full moon. Today's a full moon. Today's a full moon. Go out there tonight. Some of you is already nighttime. We're, I'm in the United States. I'm in California. I'm in Los Angeles. It's, it's almost 11.30 here in the morning, okay? Go pray tonight in, under the full moon. Pray for two things tonight. Pray that you awaken fully. Pray that your awakening happens spontaneous. Pray that your healing happens spontaneous. Pray that you are your ability to decolonize your mind and unshackle yourself from all the pain and suffering from the past happens spontaneously. Okay? And pray that every time you get trapped in a loop, in a cycle of negativity, of trauma, of pain, and you feel like I've healed this stuff, but it's coming back again. Oh my God. Remember that if it's coming back, it's coming back to go. And it's not only leaving your body, it's leaving the hearts, the bodies, the minds of everyone who's come before you. It's called ancestral healing. Your healing is not only for you. So stop being selfish. Every single thing that you heal is helping everyone who's come before you. Every single person who's been shackled in the past. Everyone who didn't have the chance to speak up for themselves. Everyone who didn't have the chance to rise and to, and to scream for their lives, to dance for their lives, to laugh for their lives, to experience joy for their lives. You are laughing and you're healing for them. It's interdependent. We are deeply interdependent beings. Interdependence is the nature of all of life. We are one big tapestry, deeply connected. So tonight, 
I need you to remember that tonight when you're doing your full moon ritual, I need you to remember a couple of things. I need you to pray that your healing happens spontaneously. I need you to pray that every single shackle that's holding you back, every single shackle that's keeping you stuck, to be gone, be gone, be gone, be gone, be gone. And that the cosmic mother holds you in the warmth of her arms. And that the Buddha appears in your heart. And that liberation becomes your default. And that contribution becomes the breath. And becomes your actions and your orientation. And your every activity is about contribution. And I want you to pray for the well-being of all people. May all beings with no exception, those who are trapped, calling each other toxic, calling their experience toxic, calling their parents toxic, calling every single thing toxic. If you're cursing somebody as toxic, you are holding yourself hostage to a very limited view. Yes, that person did some fucked up shit. That person caused me harm. That person fucked up big time. Are you going to hold them hostage to that view your entire life? Because if you keep somebody hostage to a very limited view, there's a part of you that you're doing the same exact thing. So pray that all suffering in the entire world be gone, be gone, be gone, be gone. May the entire suffering of in the, in the minds, in the bodies, in the hearts of all people be gone, be gone, be gone, be gone, be gone. May the suffering in the world be gone. May the cosmic mother hold us in her arms. May the Buddha appear in our hearts. May liberation become as easy as a deep breath in. Okay. Okay. I love you guys so much. But please go pray under the full moon tonight. Okay? Go connect with the with the moon energy tonight and pray for the suffering in the world. Pray that the suffering in the world is gone. Pray that your suffering is gone. Pray that the word toxic leaves our vocabulary. Pray that toxicity is gone. What you're saying to that is you're praying that cancer is gone. Are we communicating? And understanding that the grief process will always be there. And understanding that when someone is causing pain to another person, it's because they are in pain themselves. So it is not our job to punish them for, 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 for being in pain. Pain does not work with more pain. You can't scream at a screaming child. What you're doing is that. Stop approaching pain with more pain. Stop punishing. Stop it. It's about restoration. It's about the loving energy of the cosmic mother. It's about approaching every single painful event with love, with positivity. You see why toxic positivity does not exist for that reason. Okay? Healed people heal people. Positive people bring positivity into the world. Kind people bring kindness out of, out of other people. It's quite simple. The equation is simple. I gotta go. Love you guys so much. Thank you for being here. 
Stop punishing each other. Stop it. Stop it. If you look at the statistics of people who go to correctional facilities and they come back correct, that equation does not work. Look into restorative justice instead of a punitive justice system. Pray for that tonight. Pray that the world enters into a, into a restorative justice. Pray for that. Pray for that tonight. Go under the full moon tonight, fully nude. Go there as an offering to the mother. And pray that the, that the suffering in the world is gone. Pray that all that is toxic in the world be gone. Pray that the word toxic is gone from our vocabularies, okay? I love you guys so much. I got to go. Mwah. Blessings. Thank you so much. I'm Sadi Simone, and you've been listening to The Spiritually Sassy Show. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and reveal this podcast. And join me next Sunday for another Spiritually Sassy Conversation. Thank you so much for listening, and I love you. Bye.